0: Hi everyone welcome to another episode of the giving starts with you podcast i'm your host nelia hutt i'm very very grateful to have this next guest on her name is cynthia jai did i say that properly cynthia yes
1: very well (laughs) wonderful
0: welcome to the show how are you doing
1: thank you for having me i am doing very well
0: great i know you're joining us from singapore oh my goodness this is fabulous and it's like you know I appreciate it so much because you said it's like eleven o'clock at night there. So thank uh, you for your dedication and and for your commitment to join me today. I appreciate that. Sure. So um, I'll tell you a little bit about Cynthia. Cynthia is a voice coach. She's a professional speaker as well. She's a best-selling author. She she's also a TEDx speaker. Her talk is called "Transformational Power of Your Voice." She's also helped professionals from 46 different countries across six continents to speak with a powerful voice. Cynthia has been a professional speaker and coach for the past 18 years, and her engagement spans over five continents in 18 countries. She also has over 40,000 subscribers on her YouTube channel, and you honestly need to check it out. Um, Her videos are very powerful. So thank you. It's an honor to have you here today. Sure. Thank you, Nelia. No problem. So, you know, I need to ask, um, how did you first become interested or introduced to the voice coaching? Um, I
1: was uh, performing in singing when I was in schools. And that was uh, where I've learned the singing voice. And the singing voice, there are still differences between singing voice and speaking voices. So when I was in my first job, I realized that because of my personality, uh, I was very introverted. (laughs) I am still an introvert, but now I'm more outgoing. (laughs) Yes. Because I was introverted, and as my first job, I was not very assertive. I was also not speaking up. So a friend of mine, she told me, oh, you need to work on assertiveness. And uh, so that's where I started my journey to improve myself and uh, I stumbled upon working on the speaking voice as well. So that's where I've learned more about speaking voices.
0: I I love that because as an introvert as well, it's scary to to talk and, you know, to, to do public speaking and to um, but the more you do it, the more comfortable you do it. And there is a skill to it. So I really, I see a lot of people using that with you. I, I think that's phenomenal. We also come from a musical background. So I totally understand about the singing voice part, but I, I'm really intri- intrigued on the, on the other. So thank you so much. So if you could just let us know a little bit about your background and um, yeah, just a little bit about what your life's like.
1: Um, so I think uh, I was always sharing with my clients, my uh, students, that I am. It doesn't matter that there's no difference between strengths or weaknesses. It's always that you need to find uh, what you like or what you are unique about you. So once you find that and you put in the right place, then you would enjoy what you do. So I think I enjoy what I do, I enjoy help people, I enjoy seeing the change in people. And so that's what my life is mostly about, helping people from different parts of the world. Uh, And uh, at the same time, I also love traveling, so like you. And uh, before the pandemic, I was uh, also lucky enough to be able to speak in different parts of the world so when i whenever i finish my speaking engagement i'll be staying for a few more weeks to travel <laughs> around the region
0: <laughs> that's yeah. amazing what what was your favorite place to visit oh i love uh europe the alps oh i haven't been there i've been to europe but not not there that's amazing love it so Isn't it true that when we help other people, we get so much in return? Like sometimes we get more than what we give and it's unexpected. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: So I think, um, for example, this February, there was one client I finished working. And then he uh, asked me in the last session, he said, what did you see the change in me? So I said, I said, the biggest change was, was not just voice I saw in you the biggest change I saw in you was that you become happier. And uh, so, because when he came to me, he was almost in the, I wouldn't say clinically depressed, but in a very low state. And uh, so when we worked with him and he started, I started to see the change in him and started to see that he became happier and that made me feel more fulfilled knowing that what i do can it was from another friend he said you are changing other people's lives and the moment he said that i said oh i was <laughs> so i think that was that was something that made what i do become more meaningful
0: it's true yeah. there are so many unhappy people walking around this earth you know and sometimes it doesn't take a lot, you know, sometimes it just takes somebody to notice and and say, I'm here. And sometimes it only takes, um, some engagement with that person. And I know from experience as well, giving to others is what helped me. Like I've been to therapy, I've been to grief counseling, but the one thing that really helped me was the feeling that I received back you know, that helped me feel better about who I was, that made me feel better about the world, it gave me um, a new perspective on humanity, it made me more accepting, forgiving, you know, so it, it is a beautiful thing. And you can give back in so many ways, it does not have to do with money. People think, oh, I don't have money, I cannot give. You know, I always say, giving your time is free, and giving love is free. So it's just trying to think of things in a different way. Because we get, we get, um, we get fulfilled, we become at peace with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and the other person, you, you don't know down the line how much they're going to be affected. Yes.
1: And also when, they, when we help another person, for example, this client, when he became happier, it was not only just benefiting him, but also benefiting people around him. And uh, he would have a better relationship with his wife, with his kids, and of course, with his, his colleagues.
0: Yes. You know, I almost called my podcast, help one heal many, because that's how I feel. You, you heal the mother in the family and the whole family is healed. The community, people on the other side of the world. It's just, it's like a ripple effect. You know, It, it really is contagious. I think
1: it is. Yes. And reminded me of another client was two years ago. So also that she was uh, rejected for promotion twice. And uh, when she came to me, she was also quite uh, in a low state and uh, she was looking for other jobs, but also rejected. So when we were working with her and I started to help her sound more confident. And uh, so she became more confident as well. And she also started to become happier. And at the end of the session, she was sharing with me. She said, my family, I felt that my, my relationship with my family became better as well.
0: It's great. Because her outlook so, was different, right? Yes. When you feel yes. better about you, like people can tell if you're having That's struggles right. within yourself, uh, yeah. you're not, at, you know, people don't want to be around you as much too, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And also when when we are not happy, then not only that people can see that, but also they will be affected. Yeah, and vice versa.
0: Yeah, I was watching one of your YouTube videos and you were talking about fulfillment. Mm, And how we're always waiting for the next best thing, you know, we're never satisfied. Maybe you could talk a little bit about, you know, because you you told the story on on your on your channel about the um, jet. So if yes. you don't mind giving us a little bit about that, I would love for the sure. audience to hear it.
1: Yeah, it was an interesting story, but it was reflecting so much about what's happening in our society today, that uh, it it was a true story. A person, a writer who wants to write a book about wealth, how to be wealthy, how to be feel more fulfilled. And he said, okay, maybe that if I interview a millionaire. He must be uh, fulfilled. He can buy whatever he wants. So he interviewed this millionaire. He said, you have so much money. Do you feel fulfilled? And this millionaire said, no, I don't fu- feel fulfilled. I don't have a private jet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was so, his measurement. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> so then he thought, okay, then I will in- interview someone who does have a private jet. So he went to interview a billionaire and he said, wow, you have a private jet. You must feel fulfilled. And this billionaire said, no, I don't feel fulfilled. My private jet is too small.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But isn't it true? Like, you know, we always want to wait. Like I'll have kids when I have enough money. I'll buy a house when this I'll get try to, you know, uh, work on my self-esteem when this happens. I'll try to trust when this happens. That day will never come. You have to create it. And also our perspective is
1: putting in the wrong place. We are looking at what we don't have. I don't have that private debt. My private debt can only hold two people. <laughs> so we are not looking at what we already have. That's why that people are not feeling fulfilled.
0: Yeah, that's one thing that COVID, I think, is teaching. You know, we need to be more grateful for yes. the little things. You know, there are so many yeah. people around the world um, that don't have any belongings and don't have, and they're fulfilled. Mm, yes. You know, it's almost like the less you have, the more grateful you are.
1: Yeah. And you saw that uh, people in under de- de- underdeveloped countries, they actually are happier. They are. Yeah, even though they don't have all the things that we, we have, they don't have a big house, they don't
0: have a car, so but they're happier. But I think, you know, they work more with the earth. They have more, mm. less time on electronics. They have more time with their families. They're tuned into what really matters. I think that that's why.
1: Yes, that's right. Um, I forgot who said it, but recently I was listening to an interview that uh, The interview, the the person said that one of the things that we are, if we want to feel more fulfilled, we need to get out of our rooms, our house, to go into the nature. So that's like what you said, to get more in touch with the earth. So we are, we're not in touch with nature. We're not in touch with the earth.
0: We're so distracted by so many things. And although we have families and although you know most of us live with other people we're so disassociated with the people Mm -hmm. in our own homes because we're you know we're all attached and I'm guilty of this as well like you know nobody is perfect but as long as you're aware then changes can happen we're all focused looking down you know people are going out for dinner and they're all texting each other and they're sitting there together and you just you know a lot of what you can tell about somebody is looking up and looking at them, seeing mm. their face, their emotion, their body language, you know, and I think we're really depriving ourselves of that these days. Yes,
1: yes. So a friend of mine, uh, he used to print all those uh, smiley faces. And uh, whenever he went to the supermarket and uh, when he left the, the checkout counter, he would give that smiley face to
0: that cashier. yeah he was doing
1: all those small things yeah to make another person happy
0: see it's a small thing but it's not because it's something unexpected and the things that are unexpected are the best gifts of all yes you know he's giving himself a gift and he's giving something special to somebody else that's great yes yeah such a beautiful gesture and and small but not small you know yeah that's That's amazing So if you could just talk a little bit about what is the best part of what you do? Is it the transformations you see in your client? Um,
1: Yes. So that's one. Uh, One thing is their transformation in them. So when they were able to become more, not only more confident about themselves, but also more accepting themselves. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when i when I was working with my clients, I realized uh, there was a lot of unconscious rejection of themselves, and of course that that was the old me so i saw that's why sometimes I told them i saw i, I told them I said I saw the old me in you <laughs> so that's also uh, the other thing because you see all these chaos, all those wars, all those things in our world today was at the fundamental level, I believe that it is because we don't accept ourselves. So that's why we go outside of ourselves to do all kinds of weird things to, to make us, make us feel, feel good. But if we can accept ourselves, then we wouldn't do all those things to validate that.
0: Yeah. And I don't know about you and, and where you come from. But for me, we weren't taught that we were taught, you know, give to other people, but we weren't taught, it's important to take care of ourselves. That's why yes, I love to how we connected with um, in the start of my episode, you know, I talk about, are you someone who has a giving heart and struggling, you know, to feel good yourself. So many of yes. us that are givers, We Mm -hmm. we um, we burn out because we don't take care of ourselves. And you said you had a little bit of experience with that previously.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I think it's it's the same here that we were not taught or we were taught to be selfless, (laughs) not selfish. Yeah. So that's why that we are we're not in touch with ourselves. We are not taking care of ourselves and also because of the education
0: we thought that that is selfish. Yes or conceited or just yes. why would you want to do that you're putting yourself above other people. But you yeah. know if you're miserable and you don't take time to take care of yourself you're not you, nobody's going to want to be around you first of all and yes. what can you give really you know? Yeah. You cannot that's give something we're... you don't have. Yeah, that's right. So that's
1: the saying that you cannot give Other people water if you have an empty cup.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, So what is the biggest gift that you have given to yourself that changed all that? What was the one thing that you think, you know, you you gave to yourself to be able to grow? Mm. Um, It is to,
1: it is first to, to really look at what is it that i I am, what are the ways that I am not loving myself? I am not taking care of myself. Uh, So once I am clear about all the different ways, and then uh, the second step that I did is to, to learn the different ways, to learn from different teachers that how to love myself, how to accept myself, how to take care of myself.
0: So did you realize that you needed to start doing it? Because like me, I was like burnt out and tired. Like, how did you recognize that it was time to maybe make a change?
1: Uh, there are many things. Well, for example, one of them was that uh, there's um, not, not feeling, feeling the peace. I feel frustrated. I felt that uh, resentment. So when I noticed all those things, and then I started to dive deep to look at what made me feel frustrated, what made me feel resentful. And then uh, one of the fundamental reasons was that I was not accepting myself. I was also not putting myself first.
0: Thank you for for saying that, because I think that's quite common. A lot of us um, as human beings, we feel that way. You know, we Mm. we don't know why we're quick to respond to something or we're maybe angry or frustrated and we don't understand where it's coming from sometimes. Mm. So this is a good thing to maybe sit back and and think, well, you know, if nothing really happened to make me upset, why do I have all this tension? You know, why am I tired? Why am I not feeling happy? So I'm glad that you. um, So thank you for being honest about that, because I think a lot of people feel that way. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, for example, it can be as simple as someone said something in the past. Someone said something, and then I didn't feel happy about it, but I didn't say anything. So I thought, oh, it's not good to say that to that person. But then what, hap- what happens would be that I would become resentful about that person.
0: <laughs> yes. So, everyone and does. And then I
1: realized, yes, then I realized there are some things that I need to also express how I feel. So that's one of the things that we need to put ourselves first, that we need to take care of ourselves. We need to take care of our feelings. We also need to set boundaries for ourselves so that we can love ourselves. Once we can love ourselves, then you can love other people from a genuine place.
0: We do have to set boundaries and it's okay. It's okay to you know, it's okay to say no. You don't have to take everything yes. on you know, take what serves you, serve other people, and then let it go. It's not easy. But when you realize that what it would look like on the other side of that, then you will try hard to achieve it.
1: Yes, just by setting the boundaries, it took me quite a few years, because in the beginning, I couldn't figure out why do we need to set boundaries. (laughs) (laughs) So in two of the different programs that i went through i was asking those uh teachers i said why do we need to set boundaries Uh, shouldn't we be nice to other people (laughs) so unfortunately i didn't i didn't get a very satisfied answer from those two (laughs) teachers (laughs) but over the years i've realized that the reason we set boundaries is also to honor our own feelings Is also a reflection that we are loving ourselves.
0: But setting boundaries doesn't mean you're not being nice to people. That's right. It just means that you're also, you know, being kind to yourself. Because I find that when I do set up boundaries, people respect me more. Yes. Yes. Because if you don't set up boundaries, I feel like people take advantage, and we let them take advantage, and then we become sick, and then we're not able to be there a hundred percent for all the projects we you know, we commit to something we cannot follow through because we're just we can't do everything.
1: Yeah. If you don't set boundaries, then also on the other hand, then we will get resentful. And then we don't we don't know where the resentment comes from. And then yes. So when we become yeah, when we become resentful, then the way we treat other people are also going not, not to be nice are going to have this uh, resentment lingering
0: so but based on what you just said it it, it's like the opposite so instead of so you were saying which is great i love it because you were saying you know at first when you didn't understand about boundaries that you're like well i don't want to be nice to you know i want to be nice to people so i don't want to be you know quick with them but like you said, you're actually save by creating boundaries. You're actually saving them from being yeah. resentful. You're, yeah. you're creating a better relationship, essentially. So there is no reason yeah. to not have boundaries. I That's love right. that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for explaining yeah. it so clearly. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So as somebody who needs to sometimes assert herself, I'm always up for learning new things. So, for example, I'm okay speaking like this in a podcast format um, because Mm. there's no video um, being used and that's my thing, you know, Um, so I need to get over that. You know, I need to I'm learning the skills, learning the things Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm okay speaking. I love to speak to people one on one, but when it comes Mm. to a group and I need to present something, I get a little bit anxious. You know, so as somebody who's just starting out, I know probably you can't tell us in this short amount of time, but what would be a couple of small things that someone could do to assert their voice and to, you know, and to help them in those situations?
1: From my clients. And uh, I realized the reason that people got anxious about and also got nervous about is because that we we are thinking about um, the negative thoughts, too too much negative thought about ourselves. Like, oh, what? How would they think of me? What if I sound stupid? What if I, what if I forget what I'm going to say? What if I? What if they say they see that I'm not as capable? So it's all these negative thoughts that we're thinking. So instead of thinking about those negative thoughts, uh, one of the things I ask my clients to do is to lead your mind with constructive thoughts. So the constructive thoughts are, what do I want them to take away with? What do I want the audience to take away with? And how do I want them to feel?
0: So if you Uh, keep the audience in mind in a different way so what you're saying is if you concentrate on what i'm going to say whether it's not perfect it's still going to help somebody and keep that as your goal yes
1: yes that's right because you notice those people who really made an impact on us they probably speak with a lot of ums arts Sometimes they their their mind was not entirely clear, <laughs> so but we learn something as an audience member. So audience member will forgive you with all your ums, ass with all your uh, so-called uh, imperfections. Imperfection.
0: Yes, yes.
1: When they learn something from you, so that's why that all the audience care about is.
0: What can I learn from you? And I think as long as you connect with your heart, that's what they will hear the loudest. Yes, yes. You're like my Singapore sister. Like, I feel like we're on the same wavelength, you know, I love this. I love your messages. It's great. Yeah. Thank you. That's a really good tip, you know. So you're an author. Yes. Tell me about what you've written.
1: So I've written, uh, one is uh, the first book is called Influence Through Voice. It's uh, a step-by-step process that I lead people through to develop their powerful voice. Uh, That's the first book. And then the second book I co-wrote with 15 other women. It's called Unleash Your Voice. It's a book on public speaking, And uh, so each woman wrote a chapter from different angles. So I wrote the chapter on voice. That's very interesting. Yes. And then uh, I'm writing the third book, which is talking about the different voice patterns for different personality types.
0: Oh, okay. So for Uh, example, what would be like, I don't know, what would you categorize my personality? (laughs) So... The person, yes, uh, the (laughs) person,
1: so the personality uh, system I use, uh, not sure if you have heard of it, it's an enneagram. Yes, yes. Uh, Yes. So I'm writing, uh, I'm writing the uh, voice patterns for the different enneagram types.
0: Oh, okay. So I am, I think it's a is it number two that's a giver? Yes. I think I'm a number two.
1: Yes, that's what I would uh, assume.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, um, Enneagram is like a scale. It's like um, there's a test that you can do online and it'll categorize you in different personality traits. And it will explain to you, um, you know, things that you never put together maybe before you took the test. So if you haven't done that, go and do that and then come back and and talk to us because um, (laughs) I'm really interested in in uh, some of the tools you have for number twos, for personality trait.
1: Yeah, so for example, for your voice, it's uh, inviting. Uh, Your voice is inviting. That's one of the traits for a type two voice. And also uh, type two's voice is very, in our traditional view, it's very feminine.
0: Oh.
1: (laughs) Feminine in a way that's very, uh, very gentle, very tender. So that's uh, the type Thank two voice you. and that, yes, that's why you see that from for men, <laughs> they, they want their partners to have that type of voice.
0: <laughs> oh, this is good <laughs> yes, to know, very feminine.
1: Uh, so
0: that's uh, for type two, uh, very uh, inviting. Interesting. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. You know, I'm trying to trying to learn about myself as I do my show. So this is great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us about how it makes you feel when you do finally learn the skills to empower your voice and speak up and and do all those things? How can it change someone by doing that?
1: First of all, for me, personally, I feel that one is that I am empowered. I feel more empowered. And at the same time, it helps me find my find my calling, find my mission for this life. Uh, for my clients, uh, they one is they become very confident about who they are, about also become very authentic about who they are. So I would say that that's how developing their powerful, authentic voice will help them.
0: Mm. And the more you recognize about who you are, I know we keep saying this, but it's so important. You know, life is so short. Let's not Mm. live as a stranger to ourselves. You know, Mm. let's let's learn about ourselves so that we can figure out what what we're passionate about. I'm writing an ebook right now on finding your passion and why that's important. So I'm so happy that we're talking about this today um, because I do really want, you know, the more you can share your gifts with the world, the better everyone will be. Yes, you know, this is important work that you're doing. (laughs) Yes, especially for women. You know, I don't want to keep saying that, but it is it's true women in so many different countries. I mean, not so much here in Canada and the States. Um, but in a lot of these other countries, women don't feel empowered. They don't Mm. feel their voices are not heard, you know, In still in today's world, very much so in business. And, you know, and it's important for men as well. But I think it's very crucial that women learn these skills. Mm. So,
1: yeah, and also our world right now needs more female leadership. Yeah, so the more reason for women to speak with their
0: powerful voice. And me and you, I think we're from the same generation, same age group. And Mm -hmm. um, I think we're getting better at wanting to learn these things, accepting that there are things that we need to learn. The newer generation, like teenagers right now, I think that they're they're a lot more empowered than we were at their age. I think Mm -hmm. that they are more equipped to stand up for themselves. And, you know, the world changes all the time. So I love, I love that when I see my son and his friends and especially his friends that are girls and how they stick Mm -hmm. up for each other. And I think it's beautiful, you know, but I do think that older people do need to, yeah. Do you agree? Do you think that the younger generation is better at it? Yeah, they are more outspoken. Yeah, yes. In a good way. In a good way. They were like that in the 60s, you know, doing all the protests and then we kind of all died down and now (laughs) and now we've got to lift ourselves up again you know yeah is there anything that you would like to talk about today that we didn't touch on anything you'd like to share with us
1: everyone we we are we are we were really born for a reason so we are lucky in a way that we have found the reason that we were born to this world with, so if you haven't found it, um, keep searching, keep searching, yeah. So that's where I think your book will help on passion. Yeah, find find your passion. Uh, one of the ways is what you are struggling with, what you, what struggle you have overcome.
0: So that's uh, one one of the channels to find it. You know, and sometimes when we're young, we know exactly what we like. We're playing with certain things. We choose certain things. We're being innocent. We're dancing. We're singing. We're doing nobody has to remind us do what you love, you know, and then we stop like once we become adults and we have responsibility and things are expected of us, it's like we lose ourselves. Yes. You know, we forget yeah. what connects us. We forget what's important. So it's hard. Sometimes, you know, it's not as easy as just find find what you love. You really have to sit down and think about and analyze it and go back to how things make you feel and attach mm-hmm. emotions, I think, to different activities. And then you can bring it together and say, oh, yeah, I remember when I used to do that. How good it made me feel. Oh, this yes. too. Why did I ever stop doing that? Yeah, you know, and I think happiness will be more abundant for sure. And people will be less lonely as well, because they have more Mm. connection with each other. Yeah, I'm so glad that you're seeing those results with your clients. That's fantastic. I love it. Yes,
1: we can all use our own talent to help another human being.
0: You know, you're on the other side of the world. And I feel like you're in my house, you know, like, we see (laughs) things so clearly. And so, you know, aligned with one another. And I love that you're doing this work in Singapore and all these other countries that you're able to reach. Because honestly, as human beings, we all want the same thing. Mm -hmm. We really do. No matter where we're from, no matter what we believe in, we all just want to be happy. We want um, our families to be healthy. We want to be able to make an impact. So I love Mm -hmm. it. yes Yes, me too too. (laughs) (laughs) so where can we find you because i know like you've got a big um a big audience so i would love to you know to dive into that a little bit because Mm -hmm. i know that the people that are listening right now at home to my show are going to want to check you out so if you could tell us a little bit about where we can find you for more information sure sure
1: So one one place is the YouTube channel. So they can go to YouTube and just search uh, Cynthia Voice Coach. They should be able to find my channel. And uh, so I do live streaming on the channel sometimes as well, besides the regular videos update. Uh, So that's uh, YouTube. And they can also, of course, go to my website, uh, PowerfulExecutiveVoice.com. So there, they can find all kinds of uh, other resources, uh, articles, uh, some of the upcoming programs, uh, and of course, all the other social media platforms, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. And when I went onto your website, I noticed that there was a three, was it a three-day course that I was looking at? What is that about?
1: so, they're, uh, they can go to my website uh, on the homepage. They can see the three part free video lessons. So, that's a step by step video series where I lead them uh, to discover where and how they can develop the power in their voices.
0: Friend, I want to try that. I haven't done it yet, sure. but I want to try that. I'll let you know what I think because I think that's yes. a great, great skill to learn. And, and you're, yeah. you're a great teacher. So, thank you so much. Yeah. I really had a great time today. Me too. I, I
1: knew I would have a great, a great, a great time because I was listening to the uh, different episodes, and I could I could uh, feel that we are in on the
0: same lens, oh. the same wavelength. You know? I think so too. I think so too. Yeah. You are welcome back anytime. Anytime sure. you want, you want to add some value. This is this is great. It was so fantastic to meet you. And I'm honored to have you all the way from Singapore. Please, please, please keep in touch with us.
1: Yes. Yeah. When you are in Singapore, let me know. Oh,
0: I would (laughs) love to go to Singapore. Honestly, I don't know when I would get there, but definitely I I will touch base and maybe you can have a coffee or I don't know if you drink coffee, but (laughs) yes. (laughs) Great. Thank you so much, Cynthia. I really, really appreciate that. Sure. Sure, Thank thank you. you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.